Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Deep Discussions Live and Learn Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you, as always, for your support of Deep Discussions' mission to inspire a better tomorrow. Today's discussion, um, we will be uh, talking with uh, a return um, guest. Um, she was on an episode with me uh, about a year ago, I believe it was, where mm-hmm. we discussed one of her uh, one of her wonderful books. And she's here to share another one that she wrote in. She's full of inspiration, and it's always uh, good to have a conversation with her. So we're going to talk about her book, but before we get into it, um, as you know, I like to start each episode off with a poem that I wrote, and this one is entitled, I Am Who I Am. I am who I am. Take it or leave it. So I'm supposed to stop because you didn't receive it? Well, that's second nature. It happens so fast. Meet me halfway. It won't be your last. I didn't change, I just I just feel unfit. Trying to adjust, heart's telling me to quit. I tried convincing me to take off my mask. I've been hiding this long, my eyes focus solely on the task. Leaving no room for doubt to creep in, the further I get, the less I'm seeing. I looked up way high, then my head drifted down. My eyes are deceiving me. Am I closer to the ground? I am who I am. You like what you see? That ride was wild. I just have to stay me. So today's discussion, we will be talking about a book that uh, Dr. Susan Schwartz wrote entitled Imposter Syndrome and the As-If Personality in Analytical Psychology, The Fragility of Self. Um, So um, the imposter syndrome is something that is um, that is common, that a lot of us can relate to, whether directly or indirectly. And it's funny, my wife was just now recently on a, a speaker series talking about imposter syndrome. So I found it quite coincidental that, you know, a few days later, um, I'm having you on to talk about it today. So um, before we dive into the discussion, for those who haven't met you, tell them a little bit about yourself and um, share uh, what brought you in today to discuss your book. Well, I'm an analyst of Jungian psychology, which means that I dive deeper 
into what is going on with a person and a very the book and what I do anyway is to look into who is real and what are the things that take away our own reality and take us away from really being able to express who we are. And I think that um, analysis and anything in a deep look will go way into discovering I am real or who is the real me and where do I fit? And I don't want to fit in a phony way. I want to be me and I don't want to have to go along with something which is not me. And that essentially is what analytical psychology is about and the book, because it means the process of being your individual self. It doesn't mean staying away from the world. It means being in the world as you are, not as somebody tell, who tells you to be. So that, that's really the essence of what I do and the essence also of the book. Wow. And again, that's a topic that, again, I'm sure many, including myself, can relate to and can learn a lot from you um, about as far as your book, as far as your um, expertise and your analysis. Um, so you kind of just explained it a little bit, but can you give a little bit, I guess, a, a little bit elaboration of, you know, the imposter syndrome and the as if personality? Um, yes. Because a lot of people hear this and you know, they may think one thing or think something differently. I can think a ton of things, but in your opinion, how do you like, if someone is asking you, what does that mean? How do you uh, explain it to them? Um, I would say that in a way, all of us in one way or another do an imposter number, or sometimes we pretend as if we're okay, as if we don't have any issues, as if there are no problems, because we learn very early to put on a facade. And many people have a different, each has a different facade, but many people have got a facade because they think that's what's wanted. They learn it at home. They get raised. Oh, you must do this because you're good at that. What if the child is not? What if the child can't really say, no, I don't want to do that. Or they can't, or they feel they've got to be something other than who they are. I also think that our culture and social media in general want us to be all a certain way. Photoshop ourselves, make us look different. And yet that would take away from the individual self. And I think that that fragility of the self happens when we are not confirmed in being who we really are. Wow. And see, and when you were explaining that, it's funny because like when you explained that, what stuck out to me the most is when you explained the part about um, a child and how their family is and right. people assume things on about them because of, you know, how they were raised, the family uh -huh. they were with. Uh -huh. And with that kind of like, that kind of like helped me to like, kind of like shift or um, expand how I look at imposter syndrome, because 
when me personally, when I think of imposter syndrome, I think of it as saying that, you know, I don't fit in or I'm not enough. But it's it's deeper than that based on how you're explaining it to me right now. It It is deeper than that. But that's what a child learns, which is I'm not enough or I'm not enough in this particular way. And the issue is, wait a second, maybe you really need to find out how enough you are. And that requires breaking out of being uh, putting on the mask. You said it in your poem. Yeah. It's taking masks off and just being, which is not so easy. It should be easy. It isn't. We learn in school, do not color the tree purple because trees are green. Right. No, if you're creative, the tree is purple. Yeah. And then we learn early, make the tree green, but that says, don't be real. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. That, that forced me to pause again. Um, so um, in our discussion, I think when you you might have said this in your um, your explanation or your description of your book, but you mentioned that there are forces that can disrupt and disturb an individual's social and relational and cultural development. Can you explain what those source, what those forces are and elaborate on those? Well, we've already mentioned a few. Mm -hmm. One is family structure, cultural structures, class structures, economic structures, uh, organizational structures, sometimes religious structures. So in other words, it isn't the structure that's off. It's if we feel we cannot be ourselves within it, mm -hmm. that we have to deny our real impulses or our real creativity or our real being out of the box. So if you're out of the box, you're not gonna be an imposter or an as if personality. As if means as if I am trying to be acceptable and will not be acceptable for who I am. That's the point, is acceptance for who I am. Wow. Yeah. And see, when you said organizational, I think that um, that's probably the one that a lot of people, well, probably family too and social but I would think like for me, the first thing I thought of is organizational because, you know, when I was talking to my wife a couple of days ago, um, I was telling her about, you know, how I'm trying to, you know, build my platform up and I want to make it mean something. And I keep telling her, you know, it's really hard for me to like, you know, build it up. And I said, you know, I don't want to just be a speaker. I don't just want to be someone that gets in front of people and talk because, you know, no one wants to just sit there and listen to somebody. And my wife was like, See, that's the imposter syndrome. You're assuming that people don't want to hear what you have to say. And, you know, you're kind of like trying to, it's like a force basically is telling me what people will or will not like. And I'm trying to like almost take myself out of that situation. Yeah, you would want to. That's what I meant about social media, because um, making your platform or yourself up means that you reveal yourself and your own particular way of being. And that is the thing that will be acceptable is your way of being, not somebody else's idea because your own, look at the title of your poem. 
I am who I am. And, and that is what is completely valuable. And that is actually what stands out in social media. I am me. I'm not like everybody else. I'm me. And I'm going to show you who I really am. It's, it's very appealing, actually. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the need for validation and acceptance usually is kind of like the source of that imposter syndrome, you know, feeling like, oh, I'm not going to be accepted. You know, I don't feel validated in this space. So you try to, you know, impose yourself or make yourself look like or be someone else just for acceptance. Yes, but you see, yeah, you're right. The power of acceptance. We learn when we go to school. Yeah, Everybody, right. right? All the kids have to lay down at a certain time. You have to eat a certain food. You have to do this. You have to do that. We learn it very early. But, but as we grow, if we are strong inside and we learn to be strong, then we know that it's okay to be us and present the us out in the world. There is another piece, though. It's not very easy. No, it's not. not. Most people want you to be fit in this slot. But what if that slot is not you? What if it isn't right for you to do that? And what if you just have to keep on going, 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 putting yourself where you really are and seeing what will happen? Not to get however many hits on social media. That's just a metaphor. But to get the, the real validation, as you said, back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, so I went and visited your website. You um, had a quote, I uh, hope I'm pronouncing his last name right, quoted by Andre Aikerman or As- Aceman? Aceman, yeah, yeah. It's um, a great quote. And he said, nothing was as it seemed. I was yeah. not as I seemed. I was confronted by the possibility that perhaps the truest thing about me was a coiled identity, my irrealist, irrealist self. Yes. A might have been self that never really was, but wasn't unreal, but not being and might still be real, though I feared it would never, it never would. So that yeah. quote, I, you know, I had to read that quote probably like five or six times to yeah. actually figure out, you know, exactly what he was saying. So can you elaborate on that quote or explain what that quote means? Well, I'm so glad you found that quote. It's one (laughs) of my all-time favorites because it also speaks about the conflict inside to be the real self and to be the irrealist self. Who is the real self? Who is this other self? And it through the conflict, you find out who you are. But it is not an easy thing to stay with the conflict. It means you hold, this is me, and this is also me. And I am a combination of all of the me's. I don't, I'm not just one. But my real self is many selves that I can put on and take off, not to find acceptance, but to express who I am. Yeah. So, so when people say like, because I know a lot of people that will from time to time say, oh, that's my alter ego. Is that kind of like, is that kind of like the same thing? Or is that, do you think that's two different subjects? No, I no, I would say it's like an alter ego. It's also like we all have a shadow, you know, 
We all have a shadow, an actual shadow, but we have a psychological shadow, but uh, parts that maybe we show, we don't show, potential we are not using. We have masculine, feminine, mm -hmm. all combinations in between. So we have lots of selves. We have lots of alter egos, you could say. And some of them are hanging around in the unconscious. And you'll find them if you remember your dreams. So it is not un, uncommon that if you're not being real, it will show in your dreams. You'll look a different way. You, right? You won't recognize yourself. Somebody will be there with a mask on. You know, all different kinds of characters. And they are telling you, this is you as well. Wow. They'll help guide you so that you stay within the real self, not the irrealist part. Wow. That's, now that's deep day. I never even... I would have never gathered all of that from that quote. So I'm glad I asked you about that. And, you know, in this, I know I keep bringing my wife up, but she always talks about dreams. Like she always be like, what does this dream mean? What does this mean? Like I never would have thought about, or, you know, even imagine this specific event, person, thing, whatever the case may be. So now when you talk about like dreams and all of that stuff, that's kind of like what clicked in my head now when my wife talks about the dream she had because she's like, yeah, I had a dream last night that, and I'm just like, oh boy, here we go. What she about to tell me that? So now I have your knowledge and your explanation of it now when I hear her say that stuff. Yeah, well, you know also. So it's interesting what you've said because what you're also saying is that, so I'm going to project this, that you and your wife have a real relationship not phony, not imposter, not masks on, but you know, a lot of people have phony relationships. They act as if that de denigrates trust. What When you and her share dreams, you really share your inner self and you are open to showing who you are. The whole thing about imposter syndrome and as if personality is the person is afraid to show themselves because they might have gotten Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hit for it. They might have gotten shunned for it. They got bullied for it. So they learned very early, don't show my real self. And their relationships will also be then based on not a real self. So what you're describing with your wife is more real. Wow. It's funny now you're speaking of real. This is like, this is probably going to totally flip the script now. So when I was reading and learning more about your book, um, it kind of sparked the thought of how people used to say, fake it till you make it. Yeah. How people used to have that thought process. So what is your view and your opinion of this notion when people say that? Why do you have to fake it? Why don't you just be real and say, this is a hard thing for me to learn. I'm uncomfortable. I don't feel easy. I'm lacking confidence. Why not just say, this is like walking into a different world. So it'll take me a little while to learn. That's all. It's like be be natural about it. Don't hide and don't lie about what you know or don't know. Just be real. See what happens because you know what will happen. You'll find somebody else who will also be saying, oh, I'm so glad you said that. Now I can relax and be my real self because I don't know how to do it either. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, we'll learn together. You see, it unites when you're real. It divides when you put on a facade. Becomes divisive. Yeah, and you know what you said, like as you were explaining, I think what happens a lot of the time is people want to, people kind of like want to expedite the process in some cases, or they want to be in rooms or you know sit at tables that they kind of never envisioned themselves sitting at. So they got to, again, pretend to be something or someone that they are not so that they could get a seat at that table instead of, you know, working either one or two things can happen. Either you work yourself, you work your way up to getting a seat at the table or go and create your own table, you know, exactly. create your own table with your own experiences, your yeah. own skills, your own, whatever you, whatever that table is made of, create your own table and invite people, you know, of similar and different backgrounds so that you can say, look, I don't need to seat at that table. I created my own table. And this is a table that, you know, includes many people. Yes, but you know, the imposter syndrome and the as if personality oftentimes are people, this is not always, but they want things the same. They feel more comfortable if it is the same. They won't be threatened because their self is fragile. But if you're strong enough, you say, I want the differences. 
I want to learn. I want to grow. I'm curious. I'm curious. So come to my table so that I can learn about you. And I'm going to tell you about me. But you know, you have to have a certain sense of solidity and security to do that. And that's what's under the imposter and the as if person. They don't feel very solid at all. Wow. So I'm uh, um, going to give one more thought on this and then I'm going to give you the floor to share anything you want about your book before I um, transition to the next segment. But my okay. thought about this is the imposter syndrome, you know, like putting on a facade and, you know, faking it till you make it and all that stuff. It takes a lot of energy to do that. You know, that's a lot of wasted energy. You know, that's energy that you could use in being the real you, you know, being, you know, genuinely being yourself, you know, and I'm I can't sit up here and say that I'm, you know, without guilt of, you know, always being my real self. Because sometimes there were situations and times where I felt like I had to be something different, be someone that I'm really not just to, you know, get an opportunity. But that takes a lot more energy than necessary. You know, it's easier just being yourself and saying, you know, if they're not going to accept me for who I am, someone will. Well, that that relates to having confidence that yeah. you, will, you will find the acceptance and you will find verification of what you believe and who you are. And when you don't, and when you are challenged, you will meet the challenge. You won't collapse. You won't fall <laughs> apart. Right. You right. You'll be able to uh, climb the mountain, as it were. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. So now we're going to transition over to the spiritual relief segment um, mm -hmm. where I read a Bible verse and share a thought or two about the verse. Um, and it's related to today's topic, obviously. Um, this verse comes from 2 Kings chapter 8, verses 5 through 7. And it reads, and I hope I pronounced his name right. <laughs> uh, Jehazi started telling the king how Elisha uh, had brought the one who was dead to life again. Then the woman whose son he had brought back to life asked the king for her house and field. And Jehazi said, my Lord, O king, this is the woman and this is her son whom Elijah brought back to life. When the king asked the woman, she told him what had happened. So the king chose a certain captain to help her saying, give her all that was hers and give her all the food taken from the field from the day she left and the land until now. So my thoughts on this verse is when we feel something is missing in our life, it is usually an invitation to connect with God. What we think is the missing element is held by God and he is awaiting our acknowledgement of him and his presence. God's presence is what's missing. So when we feel we have to be someone different or step into, uh, you know, put our mask on, we're pretty much, we're rejecting God. We're saying, God, how you created me is not good enough. I got to be something different. And usually, again, like I said earlier, that takes a lot more energy. And honestly, it's, it usually does not result into positive results. When you're trying to be someone different, you, you know, you go and carry yourself in the way that God created you, leave the mask off and let God bring you to how he, how he designed you to be. 
if you have any so, thoughts on that verse. You... Well, I wanted to add to that. Absolutely. It was an interesting verse because it speaks a little bit about coming to life again, yeah. like rebirth. Well, if you think about it, if you don't have the mask on and you don't have to be an imposter, you are becoming in a way reborn because you are taking off and being who you are. But it is a real process psychologically of rebirth into the essence of your being. It's exactly what you said. It's saying, this is me. I'm going to be my the total self of who I am and what I was born to be. Because sometimes the culture, the family, the structures, whatever, tell us to be. And that is not our real being. So we need like a rebirth to get back to the real. 100% agree. And I love I love that word that you use with rebirth and reborn, because that is exactly how, you know, how it feels when you, you know, you felt like you had to be someone different for a long time, whether it be in a workplace and a relationship, you know, whatever the case may be. And once you kind of like get out of that situation that has been, you know, that has been harming you or kind of like, you know, strangling you for the longest time, you're, right. you know, you finally get out of that situation and feel like you can be who you were truly called to be. It does feel like a rebirth. So I can definitely relate to that. Yes, it totally is. And, you know, to be reborn is actually a whole process. And you said it's not a fast process, but no. it's a continual process of getting into your own skin not rather than somebody else's skin. Totally agree. Thank you so much for that. So the last segment that we have is a little is a little bit more fun. <laughs> this one is called um is I, I used to call it top five, but I actually changed the name. It's called in my opinion now. Um and what I do is I come up with a list of um things related to the topic. And what I chose this time was things that are often sought and deemed but it's missing out of our lives. So things that we're trying to go after and trying to gain, which sometimes leads to us being an imposter. Mm -hmm. So the things that I listed were fulfillment, yep. love, purpose, both internal and external confidence, and our identity. And the biggest one to me is fulfillment. So fulfillment is the one that relates with me to mo the most because I recently had a situation at you know my previous job where I felt like I had to be someone different because I wasn't given the respect or you know I wasn't you know being embraced the way that I should have been so you know it was a long drawn out process it was a you know a lot of back and forth between my boss and I where things just was not comfortable and unfortunately things had to get uncomfortable for me to let them know that look I'm not you know, I do not feel like I'm being embraced the way I should be because for so long, I felt like I had to, I came in expecting to be, to pretty much have more responsibility to be a subject matter expert in what I, what I was doing, but I became more of like, you know, an, an administrative assistant, you know, more of a support person. And that's not what I, what I, you know, what I was called to do, what I felt like I was supposed to be. So it got to a point where it just, you know, things got, you know, got and got tense and was uncomfortable. 
I eventually, you know, left that employee and now work somewhere else. And when you said that word rebirth, I just started about a month ago and I felt, you know, a new sense of energy. You know, I yeah. felt, you know, like I can actually do what I thought the job was called to, for me to do. And I'm doing the same exact job, just, you know, the, the title is the same pretty much, but I'm doing the same thing, but it's more now I'm doing it at a, at a higher level and I'm doing what I actually envisioned the job to be. So sometimes, you know, I think what that situation taught me is oftentimes you have to, sometimes you have to challenge people. And when people, when people push back on your challenges, because challenging people is a sign of confidence, you know, and confidence Absolutely. in who you are, what you know, and what mm -hmm. you bring to the table. So mm -hmm. don't be afraid to challenge people, you know, and show them, look, I have a, I have another idea or I have a different way that we can do this. And if they don't, and if they don't meet your challenge with like, you know, cooperation and aren't trying to be cordial, then that's not the situation for you. You know, and don't let how other people react to your ideas, your thoughts, and you know, what you have to bring to the table. Don't let their reactions dictate who you are and how you feel about yourself. I agree with you. Let me, I just wanted to add two things in what you, in your five, mm -hmm. um, meaning is also within there that we, our life feels meaningful yeah. and we do things of meaning. And the other thing that you're describing of the job is being seen, being seen for all one is. If you're seen and slotted into a less than place, they're not seeing you. And when you say, hey, wait a second, you know, I'm more than this, and they can't see that, then you would be going against your being if you stayed. So your leaving was really a declaration of yourself and your own, as you said, confidence. And it's great that it's working out. No facade. No, and no being around energy that is negative and doesn't appreciate all that you are. Absolutely. And there were so many times throughout that experience where I kept on saying to myself, am I in the right place? Do I need to look at another, you know, look and be in another, you know, field or, you know, take a whole different position? And, you know, the more and more I thought about it, it's just, you know, I had to kind of take a step back. I had to, you know, kind of like let my, you know, you know, sort of, I guess, take my pride and ego out of it for a minute and just kind of like look at things from a holistic standpoint and say, okay, you know, there are obviously, you know, there are some mistakes I made. There are some things I could have done better, but the things that I've done does, you know, they do not equate to me being treated or, you know, regarded the way that I'm currently being regarded. And, you know, I prayed often and but it got to a point where one day maybe I just felt like you know what maybe I'm not praying hard enough so I just pretty much let it all out and just said God whatever you have planned for me take over you know there's no more of me trying to figure things out no more of me you know trying to contact the right people and all that God lead the way and I just you know sat back and let God do the work and a month later I had a new job yeah, one other thing, and that when you said about ego, um, it's like letting the ego step aside 
and let whatever is unconscious and whatever is way inside of you take over. And you can do that when you surrender. What you think should happen, it gets surrendered. And if it's such a big battle to be heard and acknowledged, you're in the wrong place. And there's nothing wrong with changing and becoming really yourself. Absolutely. Well, this has been great. I, you know, I love having you on. Um, our conversations is always, you know, inspirational, um, you know, enlightening. And I always look forward to the conversation that I had. So I'm actually looking forward to the next time you write a book to come on here again. Um, so share with the, um, you know, those that are listening and watching how they can um, purchase your book and get in contact with you because yes, you're, yes. you're a very strong a very strong mind. You have a lot to offer and a lot of great wisdom and knowledge. So I want my viewers to know how to get connected with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's really a pleasure to be on this totally with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my website is uh, com. They can get the book through Amazon Rootledge, the publisher, and there is a discount code SMA38, so you would get a discount, and um, that's how you can find the book, anywhere on the website where there's book sites, but the discount code is only with Rootledge, SMA38, okay. so that's how it is. All right, sounds good. Well, I'll make sure... Um... I think you had shared that in the email with me. So I'll make sure I'll share all of that on my website and I'll put it, it'll be at the end of this video. So I'll have a page that shows all of those details. So um, just make sure you email it to me so that I can make sure I have all of the right information. Um, so again, this has been great. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Live and Learn podcast. Um, you know, it's been wonderful to talk to you about the imposter syndrome. That is something that, again, that, plagues a lot of people's ability to grow and to develop. So um, I appreciate you, uh, appreciate you being on and I look forward to next time we connect. Thank you. I do too. It's been my pleasure as well. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much uh, for subscribing and supporting Deep Discussions and Mission to Inspire a Better Tomorrow. As you know, you can follow me on all major social media platforms. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And you can visit my website at www.deepdiscussion.org. Thank you so much for your time and your support. Enjoy the rest of your day.